But Donna only wanted to talk about Scotty. He was so excited you could come today, she chatted on. Normally we have our assemblies in the morning, but this one's been quite the production. If we'd done it earlier, we'd have been late starting lessons. I'm glad I could make it, said Maggie, meaning it. Swinging a day's personal leave at short notice wasn't easy, but when she found out Scotty had a line to sing by himself, she didn't want to miss it. Afterwards, they were collecting Jude, Lou's eldest, from football practice, then going to Pizza Hut for their tea. Donna leaned forward to tickle May's cheek, and Maggie caught a whiff of cheese and onion crisps on her breath. Her own stomach growled to remind her that all she'd eaten since breakfast was a dairyly triangle, squeezed straight into her mouth from its foil wrapper. She'd been too busy helping Lou finish Scotty's costume to manage anything else. Between you and me, said Donna conspiratorially, if I have to hear the songs one more time, I'll scream. Still, the kids do love putting on a show, and you must be proud Scotty has a line to sing all by himself. He's such a kind, sweet-natured boy, she added, as though Maggie might be clueless about her own nephew's character. He's a credit to your sister. It can't be easy for her coping on her own. We did wonder if his stepdad might come today, but I guess after everything... She trailed off as Maggie eyed her suspiciously. Did Donna really know the circumstances of Lou's breakup with Rob, or was she fishing for gossip to pass around the staff room? Not prepared to test either theory, Maggie rose to her feet, hitching May by now gurgling happily onto her hip. I'd better get back inside, she said politely. The hall felt even stuffier after the fresh air of the playground. A sullen-looking boy wearing boxes sprayed with silver paint and matching tights had joined the girl in Gingham on stage and was singing through gritted teeth. Maggie pushed back along the row, this time managing to avoid standing on any feet. As she eased into her seat, Lou, red-faced and flustered, turned on her. Your phone keeps ringing and I can't work out how to turn the sodding thing off, she whispered, handing Maggie her mobile in exchange for May. Shit, sorry. Checking the screen, she was surprised to see she'd missed three calls from Detective Inspector Tony Gant. It was, what, two months since they'd last spoken? I need to make a quick call. It's work. But you'll miss Scotty, Lou replied sharply. The man in front turned round and glared again. Lou stuck her middle finger up at him. But Maggie was already out of her seat bag slung over her shoulder. I won't. I'll be one minute. There were loud tuts as she went back along the line. Maggie paced up and down the playground as she waited for her call to be answered, her empty stomach cramping with nerves. D.I. Tony Gant was the family liaison coordinator for her force, and she was among a hundred or so officers he'd recruited from the ranks to train as a specialist family liaison officer for major crime cases. Or she had been, until Gant received a complaint about her conduct during her last case, and she was suspended from his roster. Four months on, Maggie still wasn't cleared to return to FL duty, and her last evaluation with the Force Welfare Department had been a fortnight ago. As she stalked the playground, she feared Gant was trying to reach her because her assessor, Wendy, had found cause to make her suspension permanent. D.I. Gant, a male voice barked. It's D.C. Neville, sir. Sorry I missed your calls. Hello, Maggie. How have you been? 
Unprepared for small talk, she could only stammer the briefest of replies. Not bad. You, sir? Fine, fine. Have you got your notebook to hand? Maggie said yes as she delved in her bag to find it. I need you for a case. Missing teenager. She sank down onto the same bench she and May had sat on earlier. Really? Don't sound so surprised. Four months is plenty of time to have learned your lesson. I can't afford to have decent FLOs sidelined indefinitely. Luckily for you, Wendy agrees and has signed you off just in time for DCI umpire to personally request you. Maggie was glad to be already sitting down. Stunned, she asked Gant to repeat himself, and he chuckled as he did. Yes, it turns out you're forgiven. Right, he said sharply, as if there was nothing else to discuss on the matter. The girl's disappearance is being treated as a critical incident because blood found at the scene suggests she didn't go with...